the college baseball experience, Vince Ferreira interview and weekend preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet $10 at win bet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to propswap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcast. That thing is free to download in the App Store and Google Play Store. So grab that thing today and let it ride. to the college baseball experience. My name is Kobe swinging database, Dan, AKA pick done D that's not a pick. This is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows double the price, but no one touches Dundee. (laughs) Yes. The college look, you thought college sports are done. Now they've been rolling along on the college baseball experience. Thanks to this gentleman here, he covers college baseball as good as any. Give it up for my guy Noah Beanick. How you doing, Noah? How's it going, Colby? I'm doing pretty well. But I would say you probably had the better weekend of the two of us in our new sports here that we're, I, I would say, gearing up for this spring and summer. Well, you, the you know, what it, what it, Noah's referring to is the United States Football League, the USFL. Subscribe to the USFL Gambling Podcast, but uh, yeah, I did come in first place in uh, the DFS uh, on on the United States Football League Week One. So you know, I guess I guess uh, I, I called my mom and I said, "Mom, I finished first place. I'm the best at this USFL thing." And she goes, "What's the USFL?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I had a good weekend, man. I guess I can't complain, man. But. I mean, look at this right now. We got just sports. I mean, the transfer portal is absolutely batshit crazy in college football and college basketball. Subscribe to the college basketball experience, the college football experience, because we're doing what five shows a week on the college football experience right now. Uh, so we're covering everything, whether it's transfer portal, whether it's scheduling, whether it's just coaching hires. We got you covered, but we don't want to forget about college baseball. We got the the college baseball World Series coming in just a short amount of time. And here we are in, in a a kind of a wacky and wild college baseball season. What's your take on this season so far, Noah? So in last week's uh, podcast episode, I literally said on the episode, I feel like it's Tennessee, which was the number one team in the country. And then the next 10 teams in the top 25 rankings. And then anybody from 12 to 64 would have been able to beat any other team 
on any given weekend in a weekend series. And we saw that this weekend with 15 of the top 25 teams losing their weekend series. Just a crazy, chaotic college baseball weekend. And that's why we love the sport. Yeah. And I know, I mean, I remember I was looking back at some of the preseason top 25 and I can't even find some of those teams in like there, there had, it's just been a mess. It seems like from a, a trying to forecast much like in college basketball this past year. So that, but that, I like it when it's a mess. I think the sport is better when it, when you're like saying, well, I don't know. Could this team beat this team? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just sent out a tweet literally this morning and I just captioned captioned it because it's midweek college baseball. We had Air Force take down the number 10 team, Texas, 14 to two. We had Oral Roberts take down the number two team, Oklahoma State, 15 to nine. We had Texas Tech go on the road and lose to New Mexico, 11 to 10. And then we also had Dallas Baptist get wiped by Texas A&M, 14 to one. So it's just Dallas Baptist is number two in the RPI. Like I know you're, you're not like a huge RPI and metric rankings. You're like an eyeball type guy, but in college baseball, um, it's hard to get eyes on all 300 teams because they're not as televised. So like, this is kind of what we go on and everybody loves those talks. And it's just been crazy to see some of these uh, just huge upsets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched some of that uh, Tennessee tech game uh, when they beat Tennessee and then uh, Miami, that same very night, Miami almost lost to Florida Atlantic. They had a crazy rally late in, in the, in the, the game. But that's kind of been what what I hear, hear this season's been. You know, I, obviously it is hard to watch all of it because of, like you said, but and just the fact there's that many teams. But man, yeah. it's it's been a lot of fun. I saw the Louisville Kentucky game the other day, that was great. Um, but uh, yeah, so so we got a great episode planned for you. We're gonna have Vince Ferreira uh, hop on and, and talk Tennessee Vol baseball with us. Uh, Vince does outstanding work with them with the Vol Network. Um, and, and then we're going to go through preview some of this weekend's games. So, uh, before we get to those, let me tell you though, that the college baseball experience is brought to you by win bet. Make sure to get down on win bet, $10 win $200 promotion. I mean, how great is that bet? $10 to win $200 where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the WinBet Casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with wins own build your own bet feature. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is download the WinBet app and, or visit winbet.com to get started today. That's W Y N N bet.com to get started today. Now I must say offer subject to change terms and conditions apply, uh, at, at winbet.com. Uh, must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or anyone that you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. It's a hectic time of year between weddings, graduation, uh, college baseball, USFL, and more. We're busier than ever right now. And sometimes we forget to take a second for ourselves. So this season, take a second to enjoy an ice cold Coors light because you deserve a beer. That's made to chill. Do you ever always feel like you're on, you know, work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and really just an expectation to be on 24 seven these days. Well, sometimes you need to take a moment to just turn it off and hit reset. And that's when you reach for a Coors light. It's literally made to chill. 
Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash SGP. That's CoorsLight.com slash SGP. And remember to always celebrate responsibly Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, like I said, celebrate responsibly. That's always key. Always key. Um, I also want to tell you that the college baseball experience is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Um, this stuff, I know you're wondering, hey, what the hell is Athletic Greens? Let me tell you, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole force or whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things. I mean, it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's a cheap, it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG one supports better sleep quality as well. And recovery. I mean, this is a no brainer, no brainer to make it easy. Athletic greens is is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. Did you know that uh, browsing online using an incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. With added security, you might as well be, uh, you know, giving away all your private data to hackers advertising. I mean, just you're basically just saying, Hey, take my computer, take it, go through it. That's why I use IP vanish. IP vanish VPN to, is really an awesome thing. Uh, it, it protects you. We have it here at the, the SGPN studios. Um, it helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting a hundred percent of your data. This means that all your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. Serious. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, IP vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly p- plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's basically like getting nine months for free people. IP vanish is easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. Uh, you won't even know it's on stop sharing, uh, with the word, everything that you see essentially, um, take, take your privacy back today. I'm serious. This is a, a really great thing. Uh, go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use that promo code SGP and claim 70% savings off of, uh, once again, that is IP V a N I S H.com slash SGP. I mean, you got, you got to check this stuff out. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as 40 grand with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And last but not least, you're brought to you by us. Yes, the SGPN app is live in the App Store and Google Play Store. It is free to download. It is your home for all of our picks and podcasts. So grab that thing today and let it ride. 
Man, that's a lot of ads. All right. That means we're getting paid. All right. And uh, a lot of it is because we're having great guests on like this next gentleman. Uh, I see him paging in now, Noah. So uh, let's get to this interview here. Joining us on the college baseball experience is sports talk show host for Knoxville's uh, sports radio VNML. Uh, also on 99.1, the sports animal. He holds numerous on air roles for Tennessee Vols network, including baseball play by play announcer slash color analyst, football and basketball. Uh, pregame reporter and basketball halftime reporter. Vince is a play-by-play announcer for the SEC Network digital platform. I give you Vince Ferreira. How you doing, Vince? Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on the show and and chatting with us. Yeah, doing great, guys. Appreciate you guys uh, throwing out the invites. So glad to talk some ball with you. Yeah, and and I guess I'll just start right from the top. Like, what got you into uh, doing play-by-play, and uh, what's what's your favorite part of that job? Man, I've always loved it. You know, growing up as a kid, you throw the ball all around. And I was one of those independent guys where I'd be the quarterback and throw the the ball across the yard and go chase it down. And not only would I throw it, I'd catch it, but then I'd describe the action as it was going along. So I kind of always had that in me and, um, and just started doing it uh, actually at spring training games grapefruit lead spring training games in Florida, growing up in Tampa, just had a, a passion for it, wanted to do it. And then went around and made myself a schedule in the grapefruit league and would go around when empty press box spaces and ask them if I could fill one of those spots and, and just bring my recording tools and uh, record myself doing play by play and just worked at it. And um, you know, eventually got to do some stuff on the side and do games here and there, radio and TV. And, um, you know, now just really excited to be on the vol network. I've done a little bit, you know, a lot of different types of things in in play by play as well. And, and sports talk also, but man, it's fun. It's, uh, it's better in a movie because with movies, you, you get to block out the rest of the world, but man, you can't predict the drama you get here with a movie. Sometimes you kind of know what's going on with sports. You can't. So it's, um, it, it's, it's a lot of fun and great natural highs. That's so sweet because I resonate with the whole Tampa Bay and St. Petersburg area. I've been there uh, quite a few spring breaks playing baseball myself. Um, but what is pretty sweet. And I look forward to doing this year is last year you went to Omaha for the college world series. Um, what was that experience yeah. like? And do you have an opinion on the new stadium name changed to Charles Schwab? Yeah, it was my first time in the college world series. My partner, John Wilkerson, who's the longtime voice of Tennessee baseball. I'm kind of like the number two, I do the middle inning play by play and then do color anal, uh, you know, analyst the rest of the time, which is still awesome. So I, I got, I got to go along for the ride and it was my first time. And uh, it was TD Ameritrade. You're right at uh, at the time, and it, we only got to stay six days, but because we're two and done, unfortunately, in the losses to Virginia and Texas for Tennessee. But it was still neat. I mean, there's so much history there in that city, even if you know the the stadium has has changed or or now this year if the name changes, it, it doesn't impact how great the stadium is and how much history there is. And then getting to see all those fan bases that are there competing for national championships. Everybody's got a shot and it was, it was really cool. We'll see if, if Tennessee can hold up to their number one ranking here for the last month and then pay it off by 
getting back there and maybe Tennessee will have a longer stay and, you know, maybe cash it, uh, cash it in at the end. Yeah. Let's hope they don't pull an Arkansas from last year. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Yeah. I think like one of the big things here, I mean, look for the average college sports fan that just jumps into college baseball right after March madness is Tennessee. Wasn't in too many national championship conversations in the preseason. And then the volunteers open up the the season. They set a program win streak record and break an sec record as they started out uh, what 12 and 0 in league play. But then over the past week, the Vols have lost a game to Tennessee tech and Alabama. Uh, how would you assess Tennessee's performance so far this season? Well, overall, it's been incredible. You guys know it is so difficult to be consistent in baseball. Uh, that's probably the one sport where it's hardest to be consistent because as you guys know, you don't have success a lot of times, but even when the, when you don't have success more often than not, still be a pretty good player. And for Tony Vitello, who's now in his fifth season running this program to have the standards and uh, raise so much and to have this team perform this way when they lost five position starters from a year ago. So this, it's not like they've had the same team over and over again. Their weekend rotation is completely different with a freshman, a sophomore and a freshman as their starting rotation. So there's a lot in but they recruited culture and camaraderie and chip on their shoulder that they play with sort of like a villain and um, you know not popular with other teams because they express themselves get the home run fur coat and daddy hat and sledgehammer and things like that and, and sometimes they'll do the bat the bat flips after home runs yeah. And look, I think I'm fine with it. I wouldn't care if an opponent did it or what. Some people are more sensitive to those unwritten rules of, of baseball. I, I'm a little bit more modern in my view of it. But overall, the season has been historic. Last year, they did a lot of things they hadn't done in many years. And then this year, they're doing more of those things. You can't you outline some of them. No one's ever started 12-0 and in SEC play. Tennessee's one of only six that have ever started 14-1. and so um, the two game losing yeah. streak, they've only had three, two game losing streaks three times since 2019. That's how consistent they've been over the last few years. So I think it's been an incredible year. Yeah. And I, and I need, I look, I'm all on board with what you said on the, uh, on the fur, the, the home run fur coat. I need one of those at the studio. I mean, yeah, look, Broadway Joe style. Come on. You gotta love that. A little Ric Flair spice to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, you, you gotta love that. Yeah. So Tennessee leads the country by well, a large you know the umpiring crew. Go ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just no, going to no. say the umpiring crew in that Alabama series told them they couldn't do the fur coat. And then they changed it and said, well, you just can't do it on the field. And Tennessee's uh, acting head coach at the time and recruiting coordinator, Josh Elander after Tony Vitello and their pitching coach, Frank Anderson were tossed from Saturday's game right after they lost their starting pitcher, Chase Dolander, one of the best pitchers in the league, they, all that happened to him after losing game one of that series. But the, then he told the umpire, we've been doing this all season. And he said, well, just, you can't do it on the field. And a lot of fans were like, why are you saying, why are you telling them they can't put on a fur coat? 
to celebrate afterwards. That's ridiculous. And so the, the umpiring was a big issue over the weekend, but you know, that, that only encourages and, and enhances the chip on the shoulder that Tennessee plays with that didn't phase them. And, um, and you're right. They do lead the nation in home runs by a mile. Uh, they have more last night. They have 88 home runs on the year. Their last year was, was the second most in program history and they hit 98. So they still have 19 regular season games to go. They're going to, they have a chance to obliterate Tennessee's all-time season record in home runs. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, you touched on the umpires there and there's been some history with Vitello and this specific umpire. It was Jeffrey um, Macias. Yes. So behind the, he was behind the game uh, plate game one, but also dating back to last year's college world series. There's been a little bit of history between the two. Um, can you kind of just for our audience um, talk about the situation? Cause it kind of went viral on Twitter, how Vitello uh, chest pumped him, and now he's suspended for four games. That's right. And he's served two of those so far, the Sunday game against Alabama. That was the first game of the suspension. They played and beat Bellerman last night in a midweight game here in Knoxville. He'll miss the first two of the Florida series in Gainesville this weekend and be eligible unless there's a rain out to uh, be back as the coach on Sunday. But yeah, I think that started the temperature. You know, a lot of times those, those arguments with umpires, they, they start to boil, you know, the more conversation goes back and forth, then you get to a boiling point. Hey, the oven was already hot when, when you put the pan, the, the pot of water there. So that's, I think, what led to Tony blowing his fuse so quickly is that there, there was that history. And the reason why there was is Macias was on the umpiring crew. I think he was a home plate umpire in the Texas game in the College World Series, which ended up being Tennessee's second and final loss in the College World Series that eliminated them last year. So that they tossed their former assistant coach, Ross Kivett, who is now over at Houston, uh, as a full-time assistant. So that there was already that history and look, honestly, he and the other umpires were constantly telling Tennessee and even Alabama, they tossed an Alabama assistant coach to calm down, quiet down. Like that's part of Tennessee's deal is their personality and their encouragement towards their teammates. And yeah. there was a lot of chirping back and forth. So to try to change them, I, I seemed a little bit over the top, like every half inning they were doing it, but yeah, that's what it stems back to the college world series last year. Yeah. And uh, we, I mean, all that, if you haven't seen that check out, like that was viral. That was going viral on Twitter. So uh, there's a lot of entertainment yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> we interviewed Jonathan Mayo, the, the head writer for MLB.com and his, uh, his favorite college pitcher as an MLB draft prospect was blade Tidwell. I see that yeah. Vitello and the uh, the volunteers are are building his innings back up. What can you tell us about Tidwell and the rest of uh, this powerful pitching staff? Well, you're right. It is it's an outstanding staff. And, and how about Blake Tidwell being your midweek guy for a while? That's how yeah. good he has been. And and he's been out. That's how good the staff has been, actually, to where you're building him back up. He had some sh- soreness with his shoulder. Um, as he was working his way back entering the season. So he didn't appear until uh, a month into the season. So 
I mean, he's a big time talent. He's a, a first round prospect, you know, that high velo, you're talking mid to upper nineties, a uh, vicious slider curve and a change. Um, really good command, big presence. He's a you know big kid, six four, two oh five, two ten, and so he's got he's got all the tools, the projectable body, um, you know, ease of delivery and high velo, and so he he's got a lot of those tools that make him when he's healthy. If he continues to if he comes back and has a really good season and answers those health questions then you're, you're talking about a first round pick. And so, um, yeah, I think you can't, you might see him back in the weekend starting rotation this weekend because of Chase Dolander, who started that whole deal with Tennessee's coaches being tossed from that Saturday game when he took a screamer back up the middle. And I don't know if you guys know this or, or if this was uh, uh, discussed much, but Tennessee, the reason why they were so mad at the umpires was because they thought that Alabama was tipping their pitches and relaying it to their hitters. And so Tennessee feels like, feels like that is dangerous, not illegal, but dangerous. And with yeah. those BB core bats, if you know what pitches are coming, it's not, it's one thing to guess, but to know you're going to speed up your bat even more. And somebody's going to take one off the head. So that's what kind of, that's what set Tennessee off. They suspected it Friday. Then they, they felt like they knew it on Saturday and that's what kind of started everything. But back to this rotation, Dolander is out. He luckily took, he took a, a, the ball off his right arm, his pitching arm, but it's just a bruise, no fracture or anything. So really good news there, but, and he's getting better, but there's a chance that Tidwell could start Saturday for Dolander that hasn't been announced just a, a, a possibility and Tidwell has been chomping at the bit and this might be his opportunity to get back in the weekend rotation and then stay there. Uh, the thing is, Tennessee has been so good on the weekend, you know, who, who, who gets left out and Friday start with chase Burns is going to be big because Burns actually has had the super talented freshman. He's another uh, potential first round pick in the future. That's how good his stuff and makeup is but he's had his two shortest outings and his two roughest outings his last time up. Uh, he's scheduled to start Friday, but if Dolander comes back soon and Tidwell is really good in the weekend rotation, you know, who knows that maybe Burns is your, your odd guy out. Their other freshman drew beam on the weekend has been awesome uh, as a, another freshman, not as highly rated as Burns, but still really good. So Tidwell gives them an embarrassment of riches when they're, fully healthy and we'll see how it plays plays out, but um, it'll be interesting to see how deep he can go. Even if he does get to start at some point, probably Saturday this weekend. I appreciate your clarification on uh, why the Tennessee bench was so upset at Alabama because on the D one baseball podcast, and that that's basically gospel, the college baseball listeners, they were talking about how Tennessee thought that Alabama's dugout was laughing at the injury, but that was not clearly not the case. I thank you for your clarification yeah. on that. And you were talking about how yeah. Burns has had a little bit of struggles in his past two starts. And let's chat about this weekend. Number one, Tennessee visits Florida in Gainesville, uh, who is coming off a serious loss to Vanderbilt. I associate myself as a Florida fan, but our, our offense has been great this year. Tennessee's is better. And also Florida has a young, inconsistent starting rotation. Hunter Barco just like Burns has had a few 
um, non-characteristic starts in his last three appearances. Is this your first time going to the Florida new ballpark? And what do you expect? And can you preview this weekend series for us? Yeah, actually, I won't be there. Uh, I'm not traveling in road regular season uh, games for Tennessee postseason on the road. Um, I'll be there, but not on the road. My partner does those games solo because I fill in for him on our sports afternoon sports talk show. So kind of all those worlds are connected. So they need me to be back here for that. So my partner, John Wilkerson will handle those solo. I won't make that trip. I would have loved to have seen the new stadium, but obviously Florida has underperformed to what we're, we're used to. We're used to them being able to have them having top line pitching, uh, defending up until last year, and then being able to hit and they really haven't done anything great. I will say this, as you know, they're much better at home than they are on the road. So I think you'll get not only a better Florida team because they're there in their own ballpark, but Tennessee's coming to town. And it seems like Tennessee is the hunted now with a target on their back and a lot of people, you know, ready to to play them and playing up. you know, Alabama was, that's the, the best anyone's played against Tennessee. And, um, and what Tennessee tech did also is they had a, a reliever out of the pen with an ERA of nine, but he didn't throw a lot of velo through a lot of spin, a lot of breaking balls, a lot of breaking balls. And then Tennessee hitters weren't getting the outside strike call where they were getting it against them in an extended zone. So then they felt like they had to swing at those pitches on the edge and ended up uh, swinging at breaking balls in the dirt and then not getting a hit off of that reliever really out of character. Cause this team has been tremendous at walks They have 233 walks for a team that hits a lot of home runs. They draw a lot of free bases too, which is part of, of what makes them so tough, but that game a little uncharacteristic, a little impatient, and then Alabama, you know, they they had a nice mix too against Tennessee. Tennessee was a little tight, still coming off of that one loss, and then they relaxed after all that craziness went down Saturday. So uh, I expect Florida to give Tennessee uh, a you know quite uh, the uh, the effort this weekend. They're at home, so you know Florida, I, I think, will be super fired up, and their fans certainly will with, uh, with the villainous balls coming to town. They even have t-shirts for that too, by the <laughs> way, but, uh, I, you know, Tennessee has been able to separate from Missouri, from Alabama. The difference in a lot of these series has ended up being, believe it or not, as good as their weekend rotation has been the depth of their bullpen, because even when Burns can go deep, when they had to replace Dolander in the second inning, after he took that line drive that knocked him out of the Saturday game last weekend, they had guys come through with big efforts. Will Mabry on Friday, uh, Camden Sewell on Saturday. They got a lot of arms. Some guys that haven't gotten the opportunity to to throw as much as they probably deserve to. Ben Joyce, you guys have heard about him. Guy yeah. can get up to 104 on the gun. Um, and they don't even have to trot him out there every day either. But yeah. they got a lot of weapons, right-handers, left-handers, velo, soft, a lot of versatility can really mix and match too. And part of what separates them from a lot of teams. Yeah. So uh, you were talking about it. Uh, One it's the target on the back type thing and Florida, their backs are against the wall right now. Uh, You just can't 
you can't get sweeped by Tennessee in this spot. That's almost a season ender right here. So, yeah. And look, their overall record, um, you know, it's not like it's so overwhelming that if you're a little bit sub 500 and SEC play the best league that you could overcome that. I I haven't seen where their RPI number is, but in your, you can't be in the bottom of the East and expect to make the postseason. They're going to get some benefit of the doubt because of the name and the program, and the history and their coach and yep. everything else. But man, it is six and nine. You're right. If you get swept in six and 12, good luck. You only have yeah. four series to get yourself out of a six game under 500 hole. Yeah. We That's see like hard. 14, we see like 14, 15, 16 lost teams. You're already sitting at 12 with four series to go. You're only giving yourself yeah. one loss a series. Right. Yeah. And having to go on the road where you haven't been as good. So yeah. you're right. Uh, Florida is probably thinking we got to win the series, but at least you got to get one. I mean, even if one. they only get one, you're looking at, you know, what so you're looking at seven and, and 11. Mm-hmm. Um, so even that's not great, but at least that's a little bit more doable. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so stepping outside of, of essentially Tennessee and Vol nation and looking at more of the sec, um, these two teams play each other this week. And what is going on in the state of Mississippi? The bulldogs are the defending national champs. And then old miss was ranked number one in the country earlier this year. At this moment, we, but we find both teams at six and nine and five and 10 respectively in conference play. Are we turning the page on both teams? Or you think they still have some life? I would have a little bit more trust in Mississippi state than Ole Miss. Um, uh, Ole Miss, Tennessee went to their place, swept them. Alabama went to Ole Miss and swept them. When you get swept on multiple times on your home field, I, that, that to me, there, there's some, there's some bigger issues there. We, I, I didn't think they were a great pitching staff as it is to begin with. You got Tim Elko, you definitely got some, some offensive weapons there, but it's not like they've been so great offensively that they could overcome, you know, their issues on the mound, but Mississippi state has had their fair uh, issues on the mound too. That's probably been the most surprising to me is Mississippi state struggles. Look, they lost a lot off the last year's championship team, but there, there's still some really good players that starred for them in their postseason run last year. Um, but I, I would give them a little bit of an edge over Ole Miss, but um, I, I don't think I have a, a ton of, uh, of faith in, in Ole Miss because of the, the staff. They really struggled there. So as we wrap up here, college baseball fans can currently bet on teams to win the College World Series. Assuming you'd give us Tennessee, uh, they are currently the heavy betting favorite at plus 380. The team doesn't have to be from the SEC, but what is another squad that you think is best prepared to threaten Tennessee and the rest of the country for the national title in Omaha this season? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I would um in the SEC you have to go and I think you have to look within the within the league for other candidates. I would say Arkansas, but as you guys pointed out earlier, and like we've seen before, it's not like there aren't disappointments, uh, disappointing seasons at Arkansas uh, in the past. I, I, I'd say maybe in Oregon State, um, uh, Virginia, 
I think Virginia has maybe is solid a foundation of they got some strengths in a lot of different areas. They can always pitch, but they've been able to hit this year too. So I, I would say Virginia might be the most well-rounded team other than Tennessee. Cause you, you can't look at Tennessee and say, they got this weakness. This might come back to bite them. A lot of the teams you can, Virginia is probably the next closest. So I would maybe say Virginia, Oregon state, if I had to do a one, two, and maybe even, maybe an Arkansas third out of a, another group, but even they aren't quite as, as deep as we've seen them in years past. Yeah. That ACC seems actually pretty strong this year and you can currently yeah. find Virginia at plus 2000 on some books. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, uh, the Wahoos. All right, uh, look, Patty C is going to be happy to hear that. But uh, Vince, thank you for coming on the podcast and chatting some ball with us, listeners. You can follow Vince on Twitter at Vince Sports, so please do so. Vince, is there uh, anything else you'd like to uh, add in before we depart? Uh, no, just will be a fun series this weekend. If anyone ever wants to listen to our Tennessee baseball broadcast, we're on Learfield, the uh, IMG Network, so you can find it on Learfield's app. Uh, the, the website, our website, 991thesportsanimal.com. And then on Tennessee's website, you can stream the games from there at utsports.com. So that's where all of our games are at. And, um, you know, you can follow me on all the social media. You mentioned I've been sports on Twitter, but, uh, that's my handle for Facebook and then, uh, on Instagram. And then I have a YouTube channel as well. Just search for Vince sports or Vince Ferrara, F E R R A R A. You can give me a follow there. We'll put some post game and a lot of content, honestly, a lot of, a lot of spring practice that just ended. I was having to cover that while uh, covering baseball and then basketball and baseball overlapped. So kind of all over the place, so just a ton of UT content, all those places. Hey, we love that awesome. here at the college baseball experience. Once again, thanks Vince Ferrara. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Have a good day. Take care. That was an awesome interview, Vince Ferreira. Everyone, check him out. He's fantastic, and uh, obviously wishing the best to the Tennessee Vols this season, as they've had. Come on, I mean, a home run, uh, a home run, uh, you know, fur coat. Sign me up all day. I need that in the office. I was. I'm telling you, man. That that. How do you not like that? A little bit of Ric Flair, a little pizzazz. Yes, is it easy to hate if you're a rival? But 100%. trust me. The sports are better when you have that. I mean, I, I could. I, I did you watch that? Joe Joe Namath has a documentary that HBO did that it basically talked about that and how like other teams, the Raiders hated them, and it but it lifted the sport up. People wanted to tune in more because of that. It draws it, in the attention. Yes, because either whether you loved them or you hated them, you wanted to see it, and I think that's always good for sport. And I think we're we're kind of. I mean, that's ridiculous. They, that you you give them a hard time about them they putting on a jacket. Come on, who cares? Who cares? I mean, we see we see it all over college baseball. James Madison throws on a helmet after their home runs. It's a yeah. football helmet, nonetheless. <laughs> Love it. And then Pittsburgh, they uh, they bring out a mini hoop and they have a slam dunk slam dunk contest. Yeah, <laughs> let's just make it. Sports are supposed to be fun, you jackasses. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, we talked a lot of great stuff there. You know, it's interesting with with Mississippi State struggles this year, Old Miss's struggles just kind of seems like the whole college baseball season, you know, a lot of the projections 
I know you just alluded to prior to that interview that uh, Oral Roberts, you know, took down, uh, pulled an upset, uh, you know, but it's just been everywhere in college baseball. So let's get to this weekend. Um, there's some big time matchups, potential upsets. When you talk about what, I mean, grand Canyon who believe it or not, this university, they keep a good basketball program and they need to start a football program. If you're listening to this, but they're not at the grand Canyon. They're in Phoenix. Um, Regardless, they're in Palo Alto this weekend and grand Canyon is 25 and 12, 15 and three in the Western athletic conference. They traveled to Stanford, which I know early in the season, Stanford, I, I want to say like the first week I watched them get upset by was it? UTSA. Cal- yes. UTSA. Um, and now, so Stanford's 11 and seven in the pack 12. Uh, who do you got in this game? This is, I mean, obviously there's two good baseball teams going at it here. Yeah. So uh, like you said, Grand Canyon with their basketball team, they also have great attendance for baseball games. They're near like 3000 to 5,000 uh, attendees for each game at, uh, at home. So uh, great turnout for uh, the Canyon squad. Um, and for me personally, Stanford has been turning it on as of late. They had, uh, like you mentioned, they had a little bit of a dip from like week two to like week five-ish here in college, in the college baseball world and Stanford as of late have been turning it back up. And this is the one series where I feel like you could make the argument that they just drop a weekend series to a non-conference opponent and their bye week in the pac 12. Um, they played two games against grand Canyon. Now what I expect, and we, we want to pick out some of the best games because these are the ones that we are for sure you will be able to bet on in college baseball. We, we get about a 30 game slate for each day. And these two teams, very, very quality programs. So we know there will be odds. We're recording this before the weekend. So we don't have odds in front of us, but I will say that Stanford is probably going to be a sizable favorite. Now you get two games, a Friday and Saturday. It's not crazy to take a shot on a plus 200 underdog with some attitude going up to Stanford to play against them in their bye week in the Pac-12. Stanford has had some questionable hitting this year. Uh, their star player Brock Jones uh, has not hit to his full ability, and without a, a true leader on the offensive side of the ball, even if your pitching staff shows up on any given day, Grand Canyon can hit and they can put up runs. And I would I would be willing to put money on Grand Canyon to win both games and Hey, know that the odds of them winning that that's a great opportunity, a cost to come out with a big win. I love it. I think they're the antelopes. If memory serves me correct, let's uh, maybe we sprinkle a little bit on the antelopes in Palo Alto on the farm. Um, We got wake forest at Notre Dame. Now wake forest, man, give it up. I know we talked Tennessee, but their former athletic director, John Curry's net down there in Winston Salem. And I mean, their basketball program clearly came. They've been terrible for a while. They, they got out of it. They, they still missed the tournament this year, but they had a winning record and they were very close. They were on that bubble. And then their football program with Dave Clawson, they're rolling and look at the baseball program, 28 and nine this year, 10 and eight in the ACC. Now they're going up the South bend where it's still probably going to be a little chilly. 
um, to take on uh, the fighting Irish who are 22 and eight, eight and seven in the ACC. Where are you going here? Do we get a little demon Deacon upset on, on the horizon? So they don't call rake, wake forest rake forest for nothing. They can hit and Notre Dame can hit as well. For me, you mentioned the cold, the weather, it, it, the total may open up a little bit higher than it should, because these two teams are known for their offense in this matchup. I'd be looking at the under because uh, in the colder weather, the ball doesn't travel as well through the dense air. And if you're looking for a money, money line play, I'd go Notre Dame on Friday night. They have a better starter that day, but Saturday, Sunday, it, it really is a toss up on the matchup here. So uh, like these matchups, uh, the rest of them are going to be three game series in conference. We have a couple of great ACC matchups, but uh, Notre Dame, they were previously like top five until they just got uh, beat in a weekend series. So I think they bounced back with some attitude this weekend. All right, he's going with the Irish and Noah Beanick. You could find him on Twitter at seventy seven NB, and that is once again uh, at S E V E N T Y seven NB. And you can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. We got more games to cover, though. Yeah, Noah, you mentioned this one when talking, you know, with Vince, and that is Tennessee at Florida. I know you're a Gator fan. I'm curious what your lean will be. I'm I'm already, by the way, I, I'm on grand Canyon. I'm going to back you on the Notre Dame side of things because it's probably going to be too cold for them. Uh, for those wake forest guys, Tennessee though, at Florida in the swamp, Tennessee, 34 and three. Yeah. Uh, Florida 23 and 14, six and nine in the sec. As we alluded to earlier, what are you doing here? I, I kind of gave away my angle for this series. Florida's got their backs up against the wall. And Vince and I were talking about the record and the resume of the Gators. And you cannot get swept in this series against Tennessee. Now, one win would do you uh, tremendous favors on your resume to get that top 25 win in the RPI, um, which is one of the things that the committee takes into heavy consideration. And Vince even talked about it you can have a losing record in the sec. And because you played a, such good competition throughout the regular season, you played 30 games against quality teams. Unlike uh, say like the, in the big 10 where half the league just isn't very competitive at all. Uh, Florida desperately needs one game. So now you go searching to try to find this game. Now we got some great inside information that Blake Tidwell is probably going on Saturday. So I'm going to fade Florida there. Now uh, Florida young, inconsistent pitching staff. Um, for me, uh, there's one guy that can go out and shove for them on any given day. And he's had a rough couple of outings, but you know what? On the other side in Tennessee, Burns hasn't been consistent in the last couple of weeks either. So give me Florida in game one on the money line as the dog and then parlay Tennessee money line plays uh, for Saturday and Sunday, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and yeah, I'm going to ride Tennessee there. I know you flo- the Gators got your heart <laughs> and uh, look, maybe you're right. The desperation angle. I do like that. And the fact they've been way better at home. Yes. Uh, but I mean, I think Tennessee coming out of this, the, the adversity they're going through with their suspensions and everything. So um, I, I, I like the Vols. 
Pittsburgh is at Miami. Miami currently number five in the nation. Miami 29 and eight, 14 and four in the ACC, but don't the, the, the Panthers aren't, aren't horrible. 21 and 13, nine and eight in the ACC. Am I now? Am I crazy? Cause I watched that, that Florida Atlantic Miami game. Now I know that's a backyard brawl. Yeah. So they have that chip on their shoulder. I wasn't recruited by them. I'm going to light them up. Pittsburgh probably doesn't have that, but it is ACC play. Pittsburgh's been a solid team all year. Any chance uh, the Panthers will be a live dog in uh, what is it? Uh, Coral Gables. So I, as you know, I'm currently living in Pittsburgh and I have had my eyes on this team for a little bit this season. Pittsburgh is great at home and they're not great on the road. They're, they're coming off of a series win against Virginia. Huge, huge series win in the ACC got them over 500. This is probably a letdown spot against a top five team in the country. Now, like it, it is Miami. They may get up for it, but going down to Alex Rodriguez stadium, it, I would be on Miami side here. And uh, for me, I might, after this recording, head over to PNC park, Pittsburgh's playing West Virginia. West Virginia, formerly in the top 25. Um, what West Virginia has been a very good team so far this year. And that's a backyard brawl of its own. If and depending on how that game plays out might determine the mentality of Pittsburgh going into this Friday night game that uh, we're focusing mainly on picking each game uh, on the odds here. Uh, so I will on Twitter, Colby already threw my Twitter out. I will have my plays out and this one could be on there. Pittsburgh as a dog. If they lose that West Virginia game going down to Miami, uh, they may like, like, like you said, uh, just the mentality. Uh, it's a get up spot. If you come off a loss against your rival, West Virginia, that's true. That is very true. Um, and I guess we'll pen, so pending that game, we'll have the pick there once again on Noah's Twitter at seventy-seven and B. Uh, we got a little Big Twelve barn burner here. TCU number twenty-one in the nation. The Horn Frogs twenty-five and twelve, ten and five in Big Twelve play at, in Stillwater against number three Oklahoma State twenty-six and eleven, nine and three in Big Twelve play. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm going to go the boys. Like, I think I'm going to go with the home team here. Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy at all. Oklahoma state coming off a midweek loss to oral Roberts. And they have one of the best Friday night starters in the country. Uh, TCU's played somewhat of a weak big 12 schedule getting here. They beat Texas in a weekend series. But other than that, I feel like the 10 and five big 12 record takes a hit here in this, at least on Friday night. And we'll see, I, I would take Oklahoma state to win the series as well. Yeah, I, I I got them. Now this next one's compelling. We got a little national championship uh, on the <laughs> in the diamond. J- Georgia, number fourteen in the nation, twenty six and nine, nine and six in the SEC, heading to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to take on the Crimson Tide, twenty three and fifteen, eight and seven in the SEC. We just talked about them on the uh, on the interview uh, with Vince and uh, any chance could Bama be a live dog here? I kind of like it. Talk Bama, me, talk Bama me into is it. definitely live. Now, I don't even know if they will open up as a dog. Georgia's had a few injuries, and Jordan, Jonathan Cannon, their big dog, their Friday night starter, he's currently uh, in question with uh, due to an injury. So we don't know if he's going to be starting this weekend. 
I would be on Alabama all three games. Now I know I have that future on Georgia and I like where they're standing right now because the hitting is actually uh, brought them up so far this year. It, it's actually been way better than I expected. Um, but Alabama showed some life. They beat Tennessee. They were the first sec team to beat the volunteers and in game two, they were also fighting. And then game three, Tennessee just kind of picked them apart. Now I, I expect Alabama because they looked pretty dang good against Tennessee. And they were the first one to really show vulnerable vulnerability to Tennessee. I like Alabama continuing that momentum. Just baseball is a huge, just uh, confidence, momentum, swagger building uh, throughout the regular season. You just got to build up their resume. And I, I like where Alabama's at compared to Georgia right now. It's easy to see a tide turn <laughs> roll tide. Uh, all right. We got a little soak on, you know, we love the soak on, on the college baseball experience, college football experience, college basketball experience, Wofford 28 and nine, six and oh, in the soak on they're at Mercer. 31 and six, six and zero oh in the SoCon. Someone's got to lose. I am very intrigued to see where you're going here. I think I, I think I might go Wofford little road, little road dog. I mean, I don't think you could go wrong picking either, either side in this matchup. And there's been a lot of talk on social media in the college baseball world, which team, because a lot of people are trying to predict these uh, round or 64 team brackets right now and just have fun with it. You know, which team would get in from the SoCon Wofford or Mercer. Now Mercer's played the better competition so far. They're 31 and six and their, their RPI strength of schedule is actually weaker. Whereas uh, Wofford, I think they're like 26th in the country. Um, I think Mercer has a chip on their shoulder. They're playing at home. I would be taking Mercer in a couple of games in this series. I think they win it. Mm, okay. Well there, well, there we disagree. I'm going to go with the little terriers and that small little dog. Um, <laughs> NC state, you know, everyone's pulling for them. Despite I find that as an ECU guy, disgusting, but still even me with the way things ended for the Wolfpack last year, I still want to see, I feel bad for the players and, and that's hard to make me feel bad for the players when I'm an ECU fan. They're 23 and 11. They're 10 and seven in the ACC. They're heading up to Louisville. I just watched Louisville take down Kentucky. Uh, Louisville's 25 and 11, number 16th in the nation, uh, nine and six in the ACC. Give me a, do, do I call for a Wolfpack? I, it feels terrible as an ECU fan, but do I call <laughs> for a Wolfpack upset? Cause coming off of the, the win against K- Kentucky, um, it's a letdown spot, right? I, so I think this is like, Louisville, that was a good up spot against Kentucky. Louisville got swept by Florida State, who's in the uh, bottom of their ACC division, respectively. Um, and NC State's coming off of sweep against the worst team in the SEC, ACC, Boston College. So uh, NC State riding a five five game win streak coming into this, and I'm so high on NC State this year. Um, personally, NC State's got the better pitching staff. Louisville has the better hit batting lineup. Now you, you find yourself in a tough spot because you watch NC state. And I, I predicted that they would have this mid season lull and they're on the come up. Now they've won five straight games and uh, it's tough. Louisville for me, I think their bats wake up and they're going to win the series. Now for me, it's, I'm trying to figure out 
in my head which game NC State wins because NC State's not going to get swept. They can't get swept. Um, so I think NC State takes game one. I, I really do. I think they got the better pitching staff. They throw their best guys on Friday night and they get this W against Louisville. And then I would be on Louisville's side Saturday and Sunday. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I like NC state to at least win. I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised. If they won two of those um, last, last game we'll touch on here. Three, obviously these are all through three game series with the exception of the grand Canyon Stanford game, the Terps, the Maryland Terrapins, number 24 in the nation, 30 and seven. That's my mom's alma mater. They're at Illinois. Big 10 action. Big Illinois is not terrible. 19 and 15, 10 and two in the big 10. Any chance the Illini can knock off a top 25 opponent, Noah? So Illinois, that's this is a tough one because Illinois has had a weak non-conference schedule, but they've taken out most of the better Big Ten teams so far this, this season. Um, I think Maryland is the class of the Big Ten, though, this year, and I think they show Illinois what's up. So I would be taking uh, Maryland in this series. I don't know where the odds would come in on this game. Maryland's more of the name brand in the big 10. So I feel like they would be heavy favorites. So maybe uh, this is just a parlay builder, but Maryland, I think grabs, uh, do I be bold here? I think they go on the road and they're grabbing two. I would take them to grab three though. I I think they get the sweep of the fighting Illini. Do it. There we go. You hear that? There we go. Noah Phoenix plays. I'm going to just say, I, I think NC state wins two of three. All right. And and okay. here, here, there you go. That's my Dundee play. NC state, the wolf pack werewolves, uh, werewolves of uh, Louisville. Um, all right, folks. Well, look, subscribe to the college baseball experience. We're going to be obviously the season still continuing to heat up because we got, I mean, the world series, is there anything better than that great tournament up in Omaha? Um, we will have you covered on the college baseball experience. Subscribe. We're on Twitter also at uh, TCE on SGPN. Also remember subscribe to the college football experience and the college basketball experience, as well as the sports gambling podcast. And what I said, USFL, let's throw it in USFL gambling. It's fun stuff. Um, yeah, hit, hit it. I don't know if you just threw it in there, but hit me up on the MLB gambling podcast as well. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, th- yeah. I, uh, thank you. Yes, the MLB Gambling Podcast, fantastic stuff that they're doing over there. We have all of our picks via the SGPN app, uh, and they, those we guys. We have a tab for college baseball, so the, at one point that will be used. There we go. There we go. Get the SGPN app. You'll have access to all of our picks. It's free. Uh, all of our experts, they know their shit. So. Uh, do that. You also get our articles and all this great stuff. We got uh, the NFL draft coming. Um, I know uh, we got uh, some, some nice announcements coming there. Uh, some great guests will be on with the NFL draft. So guys, we got, we got you covered. All right. Um, Noah Phoenix on Twitter at, at on uh, at 77 NB that's S E V E E N T Y seven uh, NB. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D and uh, yeah, let's, let's enjoy a great weekend of baseball as the season continues to heat up. This is the college baseball experience. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Do you come from an undone under?